We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth, Madison Hadler. Hello everybody. I feel like I haven't sat down to do like a normal episode in a little while. So I'm excited to be here talking with you guys. I'm especially excited about today's topic. Um, which we are going to be discussing how rest is productive. Now, this sounds absolutely hilarious coming out of my mouth because if you asked any of my friends, they would argue that I literally don't understand this and say that I do the complete opposite where I overwork myself. If you go back to my load languages episode, um, then you will hear how my love language is quality time. And in that episode, we kind of go through and we discuss this idea of a loathe language, which is the opposite of that and how you self-sabotage. So my go-to self-sabotage is making myself way too busy to not spend any quality time with me and do any self-care or anything like that. I'm the queen of overbooking myself and taking on way too many projects and not saying no and everything else that goes into that and I feel like most of you guys especially at the end of the year the last few legs of the year we all tend to do this whether it's us saying yes to too many holiday parties or promise we are going to handcraft every gift we give this year or throw ourselves into work because we don't like the holidays we are constantly overworking ourselves at the end of the year and probably sprinkled throughout the year, but I think I especially see this burnout during the holiday season because it's almost like this promised rest that we're going to get, so we need to work harder to get it, which is ridiculous. Aren't we supposed to be taking a second and celebrating all the things that have happened over the year, all the things that we've done, that we, the people that we've met, the people we've seen? Apparently not, especially when you're an adult. You're supposed to work harder, get through the end of the year, and then you can have maybe a couple days of PTO to rest up and get ready for the next year. But because of all the emotional toll that holidays take, even if you love holidays, and just starting a new year in general and the changing of seasons, it's important that we rest even more than what we would normally do at this end of the year. And I say this all knowing that it's easier said than done because Trust me, I am very, very bad at taking a rest. But I wanted to talk about why rest is is productive and why you should be carving out time for yourself to chill the fuck out. 
I'm doing this as an episode for you guys so that you can get the information as well. But this is mainly a letter and a note to remind myself that it's okay to rest and it's okay to not do 5 million things at one time. So let's get into a little bit of why resting is productive and questionably even more productive. Rest, why you get more done when you work less. Alex Su Jung Kim Pong says that rest is not this optional leftover activity. Work and rest are actually partners. They're like different parts of a wave. You can't ride the high without the low. The better you are at resting, the better you will be at working. And Max Frenzel, an AI researcher and writer, states that excellent work, particularly of the creative and innovative kind, needs rest and relaxation just as much as it requires time actively engaged in work. When we rest, our brain is busy consolidating memories and quietly searching for solutions to problems we encounter. I know you guys are all sitting here being like, yeah, Madison, we understand that rest is important. We get that. Nobody's arguing that. But it's important to understand why it's important to really get a sense of why you need it more and to really kick you on the balls and remind you that getting rest is just as important as doing work or being productive. Researchers have found that a mind at rest is anything but vacant. Rather than an overall decrease in activity, the activity just shifts to a different part of the brain. These parts that activate during rest eventually became collectively known as the default mode network, otherwise known as the DMN, which is what I will be referring to it as the rest of this podcast. As researchers dove deeper into this, they found that the DMN is crucial. There was a study done by a University of Southern California neuroscientist Mary Helen Imordino Yang and her colleagues, and it found that DMN activity is highly correlated with intelligence, empathy, emotional judgment, and even overall sanity and mental health. When we aren't focused on goal-directed tasks or, quote-unquote, resting our mind, it isn't ideal. Instead, it provides an opportunity to mentally wander far from the current physical context maintaining just enough attention to engage automatic behaviors and to monitor the environment for interruptions while indulging in thoughts, fantasies, and memories about the social world and the psychological self. This is when our brain goes into the default mode network and quiets our attention on the outside world while allowing us to delve into our inner thinkings. They found that the brain regions involved in the DM appear to be specifically recruited and specialized for processing abstract information relevant to the physiological, affective, and subjective aspects of the self and other people, both in everyday context and for more complex morale, socio-emotional perspective, and retrospective functions. So basically what what this is saying is that When we rest, our brain is busy consolidating memories and quietly searching for solutions to the problems that we've encountered. 
As the DMN kicks in, our intuition takes center stage and our creativity and problem-solving skills become more non-linear, making more distant associations. So these epiphanies that you have in the shower or just as you're about to go to bed are all thanks to your DMN because it shuts off this part of the brain that is focused on these goal-oriented tasks and you're just letting your or subconscious mind wander. And so it connects these other parts of your brain together, helping you form this cognitive function, helping you come up with ideas that may be um, a problem that you've been working on. And because you're allowing it to kind of sit back and sit kind of dormant in your mind, the DMN takes over and does these things subconsciously without you even really knowing. Mary Helen says this really great line in the conclusion of uh, her study that really kind of sums up everything. And she says, as therapists, teachers, and parents who discuss the benefits of downtime well know, as does anyone who has had a creative insight in the shower, rest is indeed not idleness, nor is it a wasted opportunity for productivity. Rather, constructive internal reference Reflection is potentially critical for learning from one's past experiences and appreciating their value for future choices and for understanding and managing ourselves in the social world. So when we spend more time resting, we're actually boosting our creativity and ability to problem solve. Basecamp, a web software company based in Chicago that is mainly used for remote work collaboration app, conducted an experiment with their workers that reduced the amount of days working. They decided to go down to a four-day work week and found that, quote-unquote, just about the same amount of work gets done in four days versus five days. Three-day weekends mean people come back extra refreshed on Monday. Three-day weekends mean people come back happier on Monday. Three-day weekends mean people actually work harder and are more efficiently working during the four-day work week. Taking time to rest may feel like the least helpful thing in a moment of busyness or stress, but is one of the, it is one of the most helpful things that we can do for our productivity. And not just productivity, because we shouldn't be shaping our lives around how productive we can be, but also with creativity, social problem solving, and allowing ourselves to have a moment to do what we want and take a break. Rest can also lessen the burnout that we feel from overworking. This seems like a doy, Madison, but when you overbook yourself, you are bound to feel irritable, unmotivated, exhausted, not focused, depressed, anxious, and so much more. Let's take an example. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided not to post a podcast episode after spending a whole day before working on and focused on Giving Tuesday. I went back and forth multiple times of if I was going to do one or not because I promised myself at the beginning of 2021 that I would post an episode every day of the week. And I really didn't want to let myself down in that moment. But after being on live the day before for like three hours and sitting on social media from six in the morning to nine o'clock at night, worried about if my nonprofit was going to meet our goal, I knew I needed the rest. Even the day after, I still had a million things to do to catch up on to do when I was focused on Giving Tuesday, and I eventually called my mom just sobbing my eyes out because of one little thing that happened, and I was so irritable and overworked and stressed out and not rested that it just caused me to crumble. 
when I was on the phone with her, she was like, Maddie, I, I think you may need to take a break. And she was like, I know that, you know, when you're planning an event, those days of preparation and then the day of feel like so much and they mean the world and you're trying to get it done and you're trying to get it passed. And that day after you just end up crashing because you haven't given yourself the amount of rest that you needed during planning those times. And it's so true. When we overwork ourselves, we allow ourselves to just completely forget our emotional and physical well-beings. And in that moment, I knew that I had overworked myself. And I knew that making the call of not posting a podcast was the best thing that I could do. Because although you guys may have wanted to hear my voice that week, it wasn't a crucial thing. And I think you guys would rather hear me after I've been rested up and after not crying all day than me being cranky and irritable and throwing together an episode when I didn't really want to. It truly is amazing how just like overworking yourself can make you forget about your physical and mental well-being and affect you so much in those moments. But it all makes sense because our brains need to have a break from focusing on these goal-directed tasks and allow itself to wander and unconsciously connect the dots. Just like how your legs need a rest after a hard, you know, workout or whatever it is, so does your brain muscle. After a hard day, a tasking day of doing a bunch of goal-oriented tasks and getting them done, you need a moment to sit back and allow your brain to recuperate and rest up. Rest is also important for us to be able to look at big picture ideas. I say this on Magical Mondays all the time because our cards are always telling us to take a step back from having so much control on our goals, but sometimes we can be way too focused on a task, and when it's done, we realize that we may have done it all wrong, or it isn't what we wanted it to be, or there was multiple mistakes that could have been, you know, fixed up. You need rest to be able to step away from those projects and see the bigger picture even if you're not specifically thinking about the task at that time so just like those shower thoughts you have before you may be in the shower not thinking at all about that big project that you're working on and then all of a sudden you come to this realization of oh my gosh I forgot to tag these business these small businesses that I posted of and you have to go back and tag them in so having that time to step away helps us see the big picture and come back to the project refreshed and revised and able to see the things that you weren't missing before. No matter how much of a time crunch a project is on or how important an initiative is, it's important to schedule in time for slowing down, reflecting on what's currently working and what isn't, and determining if you're still on the right path. We need to allow ourselves to have the DMN take over so that we can unconsciously put the dots together and not overwork our conscious as much. Okay, so we know that rest is important and now we know the scientific reason as to why rest is important so that we can allow our DMN to do the thing that it does so well and allow our brain to recuperate and rest up. And those are all important, but the main question here is, How do we get the rest? Because I know I'm an idealistic person, idealistic, ideal, you know what I'm saying, an idealist. And I sit here and I can think of all these amazing things that, you know, need to happen or should happen, like giving myself rest. But if I don't have concrete to-dos on how to do them, then I will just forget that shit as soon as it came into my head. 
So I wish that I could sit here and tell you that I have the perfect way to incorporate rest into your daily routine, into your work-life balance. But as I said at the beginning, rest is absolutely not my forte. And this episode is a lot of it for me. So here are some tips that I'm going to be trying out to incorporate more rest into my life. And hopefully you can try them out with me and they help. So the first thing is to make rest a non-negotiable and non-contingent. So schedule in your rest times. If you know you are going to have a busy week, carve out specific time for you to allow yourself to sit, rest, and do not move it. No matter if a new time thing came up, time crunch came up, no matter if you think you're farther behind than you should be, delegate some of those tasks out and make sure that you are getting that allotted rest. So say, okay, Today, I'm going to make sure that I am out of the office, closed laptop, I don't look at it for the rest of the night at 5 o'clock. The next thing to do is scale your rest, which kind of works into that first one. As much as we should be allowed to take a day off whenever we want or whenever we need it, unfortunately, our society and capitalism doesn't allow for that to happen so easily. So it's important to make, quote unquote, rest goals for yourself. So some of those goals can include... Every day, I would like to take an hour lunch break and sign off completely by 6 p.m. Every week, I would like to have one full day without meetings and one weekly team reflection. Every other Friday, I would like to sign off for the day a couple hours early. Every month, I would like to take one day off as well as have an hour-long sync with my manager to discuss energy levels, morale, and projects. Every six months, I would like to take some prolonged time off, so four or more days in a row. And the last idea is every year, I would like to accrue more paid time off to use in the future for myself. And it's funny because I read this now after starting um, part-time at the law firm, and one thing that they are really um, particular about is getting time away from your computer. So my boss schedules in walk and talks every week so that we can get out of the office, go walk to a local coffee shop or go grab coffee, get away from your computer because they found that during remote work, people were just not leaving their computers. They were just working all day long, giving themselves no break and that doesn't help in productivity. Productivity. So it's interesting to see that kind of being implemented in a more corporate structure and at least, you know, They're kind of taking the precautions for their workers to allow them to rest up, knowing that it's going to just give a better return on investment for them. The next idea for resting is go for walks. You may think that resting and walking isn't one and the same. And if you need physical rest, you know, we can pause on a walk. But if you aren't prone to liking naps or just sitting and looking out the window to rest, walks are an amazing way to get that in. They engage your brain in a light kind of focus, which encourages more mind-wandering and aids in creativity. Especially if the problem is fresh in your mind, walking when you have it there and when you're kind of like letting it go or, you know, it's just happened can aid in your problem-solving skills. Because when you're walking, although you're being aware of your surroundings and things like that, your DMN can kick in because especially if you go on a walk through a pattern or through a way that you already know how to do. And actually, naturalist Charles Darwin, for example, 
walking was so valuable to him and to create a creative stimulus that he built a quote-unquote thinking path near his house and would retreat to it while working on difficult problems. So especially in places that you already know the trail, your DMN kicks over and you kind of just let yourself go unconscious and enjoy the walk. Um, One thing my therapist always recommends for me is when I do go for walks to try incorporate more walks without music and just sit and listen to nature and listen to the things going on because it really allows yourself to take away from those technologies, take away from the distractions. You're not worried about getting a text, although I do keep my phone on me, you know, just in case of emergency situations. I have it on do not disturb when I go on walks so that I'm not sitting there looking at it and worrying about what's going to happen. Okay, so if you're searching for more physical rest and you need to give yourself a physical break, napping is a very good way to do this as well. And again, you're going to be like, no shit, Sherlock, but it's the most effective way of getting some sort of rest for yourself in the middle of the day. The most obvious benefit of napping is that it increases alertness and decreases fatigue. Even a short nap of around 20 minutes boosts your ability to concentrate by giving your brain a chance to restore depleted energy. In one study, Sarah Mednick and colleagues tested participants on perception tasks, similar to what you do to get your peripheral vision checked, then divided them into three groups, one that didn't nap at all, and two that napped either for an hour or 90 minutes. Everyone there was then retested in the evening. Those who hadn't napped performed worse in the evening, while those who had mapped either performed the same or dramatically better. Testing all of the groups the next day after a night's sleep still resulted in quote-unquote nappers doing better than quote-unquote non-nappers, suggesting that naps augment the positive effects of sleep. So even if you can't sit and have an hour of restful napping time, even just a little 20-minute nap can help you be more productive in the long run. The next idea is stopping at the right time, which I think is something that we, once I say what it is, you guys will all be like, oh my God, I fucking do that. Because I know after reading this, I was like, yeah, this is me. So stopping at the right time. Working for long, unbroken hours can lead to stress, burnout, poorer performance, and disengagement. So incorporate stopping at the right point. When you see your next move, but decide to leave it until tomorrow. Stopping when you have a little energy left makes it easier to get started the next day. It also seems to prompt your subconscious mind to tackle work problems in the meantime. Now, this was another one done by a famous person. So Ernest Hemingway was famous famous for being an advocate of the practice. And many notable writers have followed his advice to Always stop when you know what is going to happen next. And this seems like such a simple task. You know, when you're done with a big task for the day, just stop. You know, give yourself that break. When it's the end of the day, especially, go home. You have finished your task for the day. You don't have to stay and try and fill the void until, you know, 5 o'clock when everyone else seemingly needs to go home. Because what are you going to do in that time? Just sit there and not really be any sorts of productive. So leave when you still have a little bit of energy left so that you can save that energy and use it for the next day. Now, the last one is going to be the most obvious one of rest, but it is sleeping. So sleeping is obviously the most important form of rest, 
When we fall asleep, our bodies shift into maintenance mode and devote themselves to storing energy, fixing or replacing damaged cells, and growing, while our brains clean out toxins, process the day's experiences, and sometimes work on problems that have been occupying our waking minds. And we all know that sleep is important. We all get why it's important, but it can be hard for us to do it on some days. So ways that I've tried to incorporate and make sleep a little more important is, you know, if you have the bedtime app on your phone. So having that reminder to be like, hey, it's this time right now. You should start winding down and thinking about going to bed because a lot of the times time just slips away from me. I'm so involved in, you know, watching a movie or hanging out with friends or whatever that I don't even see what time it is and see that I need to probably go to bed soon. So that's one way of just simply reminding myself like, hey, it's around this time. You should think about going to bed and then providing a routine for yourself. If you find a bedtime routine that makes you feel good and gets you ready to be rested up, then keep doing it. You know, if you listen to podcasts to fall asleep or if you meditate right before bed or, you know, going on a little walk, spending time with your dog, running around outside, whatever it is. Find those little things that you can do before bed to prepare yourself to get into bed, but also to allow yourself to kind of get out that last burst of energy that you may have during leftover from during the day. And creating a safe space in your room, um, especially this is just important for daily life, but having a room that you feel comfortable enough to sleep in, that you know is safe, that you have curated to be wonderful and perfectly made just for you it's going to make you want to go to bed more so that's you know getting those silk pillowcases getting a weighted blanket having a comforter that you love having sheets that you love freshly washing your sheets anything like that find ways to really insensitize you to go to bed which again sounds silly we know that rest is important a lot of us love sleep we know how it feels to be well rested but it can just be hard to get us to go there because We feel like we need to stay up later for me time or to work on more projects or spend time with people. But really, the best way that you can the best way that you can spend me time for yourself is by going to bed and getting rest. The best way you can spend time with people is by getting rest the day before and planning out something later on so that you're not cranky and tired whenever you go and hang out with them. So, again, as I've said before, and as most of my advice episodes are, it's obviously way easier said than done. And especially in a culture where we, you know, romanticize the grind and the hustle and we get that bread or whatever the heck we do, it's hard for us to realize that taking a rest can be just as important. And especially when, you know, big corporations are telling you not to take breaks, not to take time off for holidays or anything like that. So if you're feeling bad about, you know, not getting the rest that you need, if you're feeling like you're overworking yourself, I know that it can be easy to take it personal and to blame ourselves for doing these things. And while, yes, you need to take your own mindset into account, you need to schedule out time for yourself, know that it is also just the culture that we live in. And it's not your fault that you're a product of capitalism. So we need to do our best to fight that by getting the rest that we deserve, by taking those days off, by using all your days off, and by allowing, you know, if you're an employer, allowing our employees to take the days off that they need so that they can be more productive in the long run and also just happier, healthier beings. So that is my episode on rest. 
Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed. I hope you found something useful. I didn't know anything about the DMN, so it was very interesting to learn about that because, you know, we sit there, we do all these scenarios right before we go to bed. We have these epiphanies right before we go to bed. But if you're like me, I never really knew where those came from or why those happened in those moments when you're not even thinking about the problem or the thing that's going on in your life. So knowing that there's a subconscious part of your brain that works better when you're not focused on it, that when you take a step back and allow yourself to rest, actually can do the things you wanted to do is so helpful and important for me because it kind of like quantifies those ideas that we already knew and it gives us reasoning to give rest being like hey I need to go for a walk midday because scientifically proven that it'll make me more productive when I come back so I hope you guys enjoy I hope you guys give yourselves the rest that you deserve I am going to give myself the rest that I deserve I believe I'm going to be working remotely like next week so I get to just stay home with my parents for a little while and hang out which is really exciting and I'm excited to sit and rest and enjoy the holidays with my family so I hope that you guys have a great holiday season I will talk to you guys next week make sure that you subscribe to the podcast give it a five-star review if you feel so inclined please 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 follow my Instagram we are about like 13 followers away from 500 and when I get to 500 I'm going to be releasing an old beauty guru Madison Hadler middle school video from YouTube um, for you guys to watch and enjoy because it's hilarious and so sweet and innocent and they're all privatized and literally no one except for people in middle school have seen them so um get me to 500 followers and you'll be able to watch that video you can follow me on instagram at loudmouthpod follow me on twitter at loudmouth underscore pod i'll have everything linked down below share this episode with your friends who overwork themselves and um you know are part of that burnout culture remind them that it's okay to take a break and remind you that it's okay. so i love you guys i'll talk to you next wednesday good rest of your week. Bye.